Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We are on a different night tonight on a Monday. Uh, we had some things we were had to do over the weekend, Halloween weekend. You know how that is. So we're doing it tonight. Uh, Susan's not with us tonight. She isn't feeling very well. So it's just Benny and me. We're very glad you tuned in, glad you're here, and we're going to be talking about Supernatural's episode, Paper Moon, written by Adam Glass, Uh, another werewolf episode, brought back uh, Kate from a previous episode, glad to see her. I really, really liked the episode. What about you? I liked it. It was good to have a Monster of the Week again. Um, I really missed those. And, you know, the few months of the weeks we had in season nine, they were very strained because of the relationship between Sam and Dean. Right. So it was it was good to see them actually working the case as a unit again, as as opposed to, you know, last year felt like when you're in school and you get stuck on working on a project with people you don't know or like and it just sucks. This felt like when you get to pick your team. I enjoyed that. And in terms of, like, Kate coming back from from Bitten, which was originally written by Robbie Thompson, I was kind of lukewarm about Bitten. I didn't dislike it, but it never felt like a supernatural episode to me. This put Kate in an episode that felt like the show, and I enjoyed that. I I, I see what you mean. Um you know me, I've said it before, you know how much I love Bitten, Bitten, I think it's so good. I really, really like that episode. And so I was, I, you know, I had no idea that we would be seeing Kate ever again after that episode. So very, very thrilled to see her again. And, and I agree, this episode felt kind of season two, season three-ish to me. You know, it felt, it felt really very old. season three to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt really felt old school, and I, I, I really liked it. Adam Glass did a phenomenal job. Yeah, and it's we got something that we very rarely get to see the boys do, which is talk to each other in full sentences. Um, oh, and there was so much talking in this episode. It was so cool. <laughs> I can't really think of uh, too many times we got to see that. It was, you know, in season two, we got it uh, at the beginning of Hunted. And then when was the last one? Like season three? Uh, I think season three was the last time they really had a talk like that. Yeah, you know, it, you could even go as far, you know, as you know the Bon Jovi scene, you know, and uh, the rest for the uh, not, not rest for the wicked. What was the what's the name? Is it the rest for the wicked? The episode that Dean dies in in season three? Oh my God, I can't believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it yeah, okay? Exactly. <laughs> you know that kind. Of, you know that was the really, really brotherly talking, singing scene, and this these scenes in this episode reminded me of those that tone. Yeah. And, and I love. I have to say the the scene with the guys sitting out in the sun with sunglasses on and, you know, with the with the cooler that everybody loves. I, I, oh, thank you. That, that was a great scene. Such a good scene. And how my favorite thing, though, I think my favorite thing of that scene 
is the no hunting sign. <laughs> so that was there beside really us. Well. That was really well placed. Um, and it was so weird to see Sam with sunglasses. We've seen Dean with sunglasses before, but right, it was, right. It was weird for Sam. Um, and what I really liked too is, again, what was missing in season nine for me, aside from the purge, which is the only episode that I felt the the brother connection in season nine, which uh-huh. is weird they were already fighting. Um, was Dean teasing him about the, about the sling and telling him, you know, you've been you've been kicked, stabbed, you've died, and you sprained your elbow. Because <laughs> it, it, it's just such a it's such a big brother thing to do to mock your pain. Right, right. Oh, so much to love about this episode. And we finally, you know, we got the scenes in the car that you know, like we were talking about a minute ago. Or Sam told Dean, you know, this. I think this is the first time we ever really, you know, because the guys have died quite a few times. And mm-hmm. I think this is the first time we ever actually got a good, you know, discussion of one of them saying, you know, hey, I had to do this with your dead body. And, this, you know, do you understand that? And, you know, and I had I carried you. And, you know, I think it's the first time they've ever actually discussed it like that. And I, I thought it was the first time we got a discussion like that. And because, you know, in season two, we know, we don't really know who cleaned up Sam's body and laid it out. Right. Even Bobby could have been doing. We don't really know. We just know that Dean sat there for two days with him. Mm-hmm. And then in in season in season three, after No Rest for the Wicked, you can assume that Bobby helped Sam. But in right. this case, whether, whether they did it alone the first two times or not, the fact that you they have had to do that and the implication in the end of season nine where he you see Dane lying in bed and he's, he's been cleaned up as well. Mm-hmm. And yep. so it's, you know, I, it's the, you know, I carried you, I cleaned your wounds, all this. It's the care that he took. And, you know, nobody's ever really actually going to get to hear somebody say that, but I can imagine <laughs> having, <laughs> you know, that that's got to be a jarring thing to, to hear from somebody. Right, yeah. Is, um, yeah. I do wish... I, I'm of two minds about the Lester thing. On one hand, like I said uh, last week, I think the implication of what Sam did is really heinous. I do. However, it would have had more impact if this was season three. Now at season nine, it does seem kind of paltry. And I'm surprised that Dean finds it so, to be such a line that's crossed. I I find that really, yeah. I completely agree with that because they have done worse, in my opinion. (laughs) And, um, you know, it wasn't Sam's fault. The guy, you know, automatically so, you know, offered up his soul to the demon. You know, Sam was trying to stop him. That wasn't, you know, wow. Sam's goal was I don't know. Sam, like I said, Sam's goal wasn't was... for the guy to actually sell. You know, it wasn't his goal for him to sell the soul. It was just to be bait. No, I think his. I don't think he had a goal in terms of Lester. I don't think he cared either way. Did like I said last week. It was very much a no. Wait, stop! Don't come back. <laughs> uh, way of stopping him. 
but that said, Lester did make his own choice mm-hmm. in that in that aspect. You know, and I like that Dean acknowledges that they, in a way, they both killed Lester. Um, yeah, I, I do like that Dean actually acknowledges that. I just, for Dean to continue to harp on it, I really wish it would have been something far darker because it almost seems weird that it's like, dude, let it go. Just get over yeah. it. Because you, you're the one who ultimately stabbed the guy, so, again, let it go. And, like, Dean even says, you know, yeah, I killed him, but, you know, his soul was damned because of you. You know, he even says that to Sam. and Yeah, which, you know, as far as we saw in terms of Dean being a demon, that is actually the worst thing he did. He didn't really do anything that would be hard to come back from, in my opinion. Yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't think so either. In my opinion, they've done worse. You know, that's unless they're unless if Lester was the only one, then yeah, they've done worse. If if Sam did this to a bunch of people, then okay. I could see it. But if we go by what Sam said in this episode, Lester was the only human. Mhm. So if he was telling the truth, then yeah, I don't think it's that bad. And we also can, you know, yeah, he beat up a human, but as far as Dean was concerned, he was doing it for the girl, which we're so used to them doing things like that anyway. Right. Um, So I I get that, you know, all the writers have to keep that, that thread going to weave it all together, but... I wish we'd gotten a little bit more in terms of maybe why Dean uh, is basically holding that over Sam, even though he keeps saying, look what you did, but I'm okay with it. But look what you did. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a string um, disposition. You know, he, he flat out says, I'm not complaining, but you're also not dropping it. I'm curious to see if that's going to be something that, continues to come up and possibly hopefully with more explanation. Yeah, I'm hoping that we get flashbacks to what Sam and Dean both did during those time, during that time. You know, I want to get a flashback to so we see what actually happened to Sam's arm. I want to get flashbacks to some of the evil things that Dean did. You know, I, I hope we get those flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see flashbacks. Of, I'd like to see flashbacks of Sam and Castiel working together. You know, trying to find Dean. I think those would be fun. Well, you know, not necessarily yeah, fun, think, but you know, well, interesting to watch. Good, good, view, good for viewing. Well, and I right, mean, right. we got the tease in the in the season premiere that obviously Cass was there when Sam um, mm-hmm. busted his elbow. Right. And we have yet to see a flashback where he doesn't have that. Right. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that's not something that's just kind of forgotten, which is always a worry with Supernatural because so much is going on all the time that there are certain details that get lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I I think we we definitely need to get some flashbacks. You know, we already have gotten 
one kind of. You know, we got the flashback to what actually happened to Lester. You know, we we did get that one. So. Um. And in terms of the the monster of the week, uh, and one thing that you know all the writers try to do, but I think Adam is is really adept at doing is tying in the monster. And because he primarily does Monster of the Week episodes, but he's adept at tying the monster into the storyline. Yeah, so like you have, yeah, you have the cat, and oh my god, I forgot her sister's name already, Tasha. Um, well, Adam said he named after his his sister. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so way to kill your sister off, Adam. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know you have uh, Kate and Tasha mirroring Sam and Dean, and the weird thing is, is that you can't exactly tell which sisters because which mirror. It's almost like Kate is an amalgamation of both brothers. Because at some point you feel like she's really identifying with, with with the way we perceive Dean, and then sometimes it's more how we perceive Sam. And right, yeah, I was con- yeah. As watching, I was like, okay, which one is supposed to be which? You know, <laughs> I was going back and forth. And I, I wonder I don't if we, we we don't get very much of Tasha at all. So I'm I'm wondering if she's just kind of a, a a catalytic plot point in order to get the the meat of what Kate is. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that, like, the, the the scene at the diner where, and it's something that Supernatural does anyway, and I'm sure they do it for blocking purposes, where they sit Sam and Dean on one side and Sam on the inside of the booth, and they have the, whoever they're talking to, and they did it with, they, they did it several times from, literally since the pilot. And so I get that it's it's part of it's blocking because Jared's taller, da, 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 da. But what it does visually is it it creates like a, a a unit that it's these two people talking to this one person, not not a conversation between three people. Does that make sense? Right, right. I see what you mean. Yeah. And so, and I like when when Kate's basically saying, you know, she's kind of saying, you know, put yourself in my shoes, and you can see them both go, I've been there, done that, and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a a gift set on Tumblr where somebody had written like thought bubbles, kind of, and somebody like she had said that, and then Sam was like, "Oh, I was I was soulless for half a season," and Dean says, "Yep, was a demon up until last week." And <laughs> it, you know, it goes to show that sometimes you do have to go the length that that Kate ended up having to go because there is no choice. But that when there is choices or options, you should run those options. Mm-hmm. Which Kate tried to do, even though Dean lied to her about the cure, Kate was willing to cure her sister. Right. That was her, that was her first stop. And I felt so bad for Kate, you know, here, because I was thinking about it here. She just thinks, she thinks she and her sister are going to be cured. She thinks they're going to be able to live a normal life again. Just think of what she was thinking about. And, you know, she had all these hopes, you know, and everything. And, oh, just thinking about how, you know, then it's all just not true and how that would just have to kill you. Just, oh, my heart was just breaking just thinking about it. 
Yeah. And one of the things I liked, and I'm sure this was part of the script, and Adam had given a... Um, there were a couple of interviews that, where people had talked to him before the the 200th episode party, and he mentions, you know, the way that she, you know, the, the final scene of Kate walking down the tracks in Bitten, how it resonated with him, and I like that he he mirrored that in this episode. We get the same the same walk away for her, and yeah, I like yeah. That, I like that it was a mirror for it. And because it gives you the sense of, oh, we may see Kate again, mm-hmm. but also it's sad because she's alone. And if you kind of think about werewolves as a pack and, uh, like, you know, more dog-like and that kind of thing, the fact that she's alone is just, it's really tragic. And I would have liked for the boys to say, like, you know what, we know some really nice werewolves in another town. You can go hang out with them. Tell Garth that Sam and Dean sent you. But oh, I hadn't that, thought of that. Oh, that would have been good. You know. Um, but I do like the idea that we may see her again because I, I enjoy the character. I know there's a lot of mixed feelings out there about the character. Um, uh, I, I, like, I like her a lot, too. And Britt Sheridan, the actress, I really like her. And the actress that they got to play Tasha, Emily Tennant, I thought – they did a phenomenal job casting because they looked like they could actually be sisters. Yeah, which, you know, we've always said it, you know, props to the casting directors with Supernatural because they always get it dead on in one way or the other. And also, they're so beautiful. I mean, they both got that really pale alabaster skin with that blonde hair. Oh. Every time I, I, you know, there's scenes of cons, like, oh, they're just so pretty. (laughs) Well, and, you know, you know, Britt with her, you know, the short haircut that really, you don't see that much on on TV. A, a woman right, with right. short hair. And especially her that she it's short with the asymmetrical cut. And so it gives mm-hmm. you the sense of, of her being a real person. Mm-hmm. You know, that you, could, that you could run into her anywhere. Right. I want to give our call-in call in number if you want to call in and chat with us. Um, the number is 347 347- Two zero five nine eight zero one. If you want to call in and talk about Paper Moon with us, just give us a call three four seven two zero five nine eight zero one. And I felt like this episode did did what I wanted episode three to do. Um, that I felt like the pacing on episode three was really off, even though it had great dialogue. This mm-hmm. episode, I felt that the pacing and the dialogue worked together much better. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, I, I, I really didn't see much wrong. I, I can't find anything wrong about this episode. I liked it all. I, there, I have nothing to complain about. No, I don't either. Which, oddly enough, when you don't have any complaints about something, it, you have almost less to say about it because you're pretty much like, oh, I it. <laughs> <laughs> you're not pulling, like, you're not pulling it apart. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what this is. You know, this may be the most boring podcast ever because the episode was just so I know. good. <laughs> not only do we agree, we both liked it, which never happens. Right, um, right. We need even to even hear maybe, like you know, give us a, yeah. Well, I don't remember. I'm not sure. She may have liked it too. So we've been like, hmm. 
<laughs> but um, I also like. Oh, it was great seeing the guys wearing the warden um, shirts. Oh, you know, yeah, with the new, new new undercover. That was cool. Um, yes, not not the FBI suits for a change. Yay! And um, I saw a lot of people talking about you know Dean's dialogue feeling off. Um, and that Jensen's delivery felt off, but I thought I feel like that was on purpose. Yeah, I did was, too. Uh huh. Because this is the first hunt he's been on since he's. It's the first hunt he's been on since he got de-demonized. Yeah, we'll go with that. Right. Um. It's also the first and you got to remember he's been also on with last Sam in a long time where they're, you know, not angry with each other. Right, that's what I was going to say. And also, you know, last year he had the Mark Cain thing going on, which he still does right now. But he was, you know, it was really, you know, getting to him last year. And so he had that whole thing going. The guys were fussing and fighting last year. This is the first hunt they've been on where they're on the same side. And there's really nothing, in, you know, separating them right now. Um, yeah. One of the things I think is interesting, and I'm not sure if it's just, if it's on purpose or just it happened to happen that way, but, you know, Dean didn't actually get a kill in this hunt. Sam did all the killing, or, you know, except for Tasha, that was Kate doing. But Dean didn't didn't actually, and I'm wondering if that has to do in play with, with the mark, or is it just Sam being protective, or is Dean afraid to kill? I, I'm curious I, if, if that, there's actually a reason. I think it's a combination. I think that the writers wrote it that way on purpose because, one, I think Sam is protective because he knows what, about the mark. And, two, I think that they're saving the first kill Dean has with the mark to be a big thing. I think they're going to they're saving that to be a big plot. You know, that's going to be a big event, you know, like in the next in an episode, you know. I think he'll react. There will be a big reaction to it, so they're saving it for something. I hope so, because if not, it was just kind of strange. Although, you know, because you you have the two the two this the the potential setup was for everybody to have a kill, but instead, you know, Britt kills her sister. Britt, ha! Kate kills her sister, and um, Sam kills the two werewolves. Which the two. It was interesting to me also in terms of parallels where you have Kate who turned her sister because she was like, we're, we're so close and I, you know, I love my sister so much. And to have her sister tell her after the fact, like, I'm tired of people controlling me and not, you know, not listening to me and then including Kate in that. And you have to kind of wonder, like, whose version was real? You know whose interpretation of their right. lives was the was the actual one. You're right. prone yeah. to you're prone to believing that Kate's is the truth because Kate's the good guy in this situation, but we don't know. And I think that mirrors Sam and Dean quite well, where you know they both do they both do these things where the intentions are there, but they don't always think it through. And I, I feel like it's a similar situation. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Um, going back to them actually talking to each other in this episode, 
uh, and what I was saying about pacing is one of the things that I think works really well with Sam and Dean is when they talk in the car, um, mm-hmm. like they did in, you know, No Rest for the Wicked, and they do that in season five as well um, when Sam tells Dean, you know, you go and you find Lisa and you, you build a wife with her. And I think not only do you get the the confinement of the car and the car is, you know, essentially home for them or their first home, really, but it also keeps the dialogue from being stagnant because you have the sense of motion, the idea of, yes, they're talking and they're not, but they're actually going towards something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the pacing works so much better versus the previous episode where the pacing was just really bad. <laughs> um, and I hate to say that about the pacing in, in the third episode because I'm one of the few people that actually likes um, Buckner Lemming episodes. And I think Jensen did a fantastic job in terms of directing it, but yeah, it has some it has some flaws. Um so I'm glad to have this episode where like you said, I can really find no real fault. I would have to really be picky, picky, picky to find fault in this episode. Yeah, because I, I watched it like three times today and I was like each time I was like there's there's nothing wrong. <laughs> this is perfect. I see nothing wrong. Uh, even all the way down to everybody's just so pretty. <laughs> even all the way down to that. It was like this this episode is perfect. Even the two werewolf guys that um Tasha picked up, you know, that she I don't know, you, you vamp a werewolf you vamp a vampire, do you wolf a werewolf? I don't know. Whatever she did to the to turn those guys. Um I don't know. Adam Glass, let me detect, you know, tweet him. What yeah, is, what, what's the term? Tell us what you would call it. Adam. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, even those guys are very pretty. You know, it's like every, everything about this episode, all the way down, you know, to casting, to set, to just everything was perfect. And, like, makeup. Kate's makeup. Uh, every every time they show, it's like, oh, I want to know what shade of lip gloss she's wearing. You know, I I love it all. So you'll have to tweet Sabrina Asker. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and this episode also made me realize that you know how how much and for how long um, the show has touched on werewolves. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I would like is for there to be some kind of discussion about, you know, they let Kate go for the second time. Um, doesn't Sam ever think about, you know, Madison? Right, yeah. Although Madison had killed, um, and we can deduce by the new canon introduced last season that she wasn't, she was too far out of the generations to control her change. Mm-hmm. Um but I just wondered, like, does Sam ever reflect on that? Yeah, because, you know, like you're talking about with season two's heart, you know, Madison had no idea that she was going out and doing that stuff at night. Yet, you know, now um, talking about the canon that was the new canon that we got last year, um, you know, there's these do, these new werewolves that do know what they're doing. So, 
Yeah, yeah it makes you wonder what, what Sam thinks about that. We have a caller. Okay. So I'm going to take the caller. Hello? Welcome to Winchester Radio. Hi, guys. Hi. 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 This is Susan. Hi, oh. Susan. Hi. <laughs> what um, are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> I I wait wait a minute. Hi, Susan. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. No? No, I'm calling from Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. okay, not our Susan. I was okay. like, wow, she our... really is sick because her voice sounds so different. Her voice sounds completely <laughs> different, yeah. I'm less confused now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Hi, Susan, um, very nice to talk with you. Thank you. I'm glad to talk to you guys as well. Yeah. Um, I have well, a question about... Huh? Oh, what's your question? Um, uh, as far as the Demon Dean storyline is concerned, um, I was wondering if you guys uh, thought the same thing I did, that if the um, 200th episode hadn't been on the horizon, would they have carried it longer? Um, because they really only had three episodes to conclude it, and then the fourth episode where they could talk it out, and then the fifth episode is the musical, and I know that they couldn't do the musical with Dean as a demon. Right. So I'm wondering if the if the 200th episode hadn't been so close to the beginning of the season, would they have spread the story out more? That's a really good I, question. I hadn't have thought of that. I hadn't thought of it that way. I yeah. don't. I don't think so because they would have had to. It wasn't like like with Sol and Sam in terms of them working together. Dean had mm-hmm. no no desire to even do the work. His whole point was, I want to bum around. Okay. So I don't see how they would have kept the two brothers apart for that long. Um, in terms of just storyline and, and retaining the audience. Uh, so I guess they couldn't actually hunt together with Dean still being the way he was. Yeah, there would have had to be some kind of, something that would temper him in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, which would have been interesting as well. Uh, I'm hoping that we get more of him in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I would like to. He didn't use any demonic powers. He didn't you know, fling anybody towards the wall. He didn't snap out of existence. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen more of that because we've, we've seen demons do that since season one, you know? And I, I just really want to see a little bit more of that. But I don't know, with um, with the Mark of Cain, like I, you guys had the same thoughts that I did, that Sam did all the killing. Um, and I'm wondering if once Dean has his first kill, you know, will that start to bring some of the powers back that Cain had, you know? And, and maybe that maybe they're saving that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. I really think that's what they're going for. I think so as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I I actually um, loved loved this episode. I just it was it's kind of like you have your wish list of what you want to happen, you know, after um, Dean is cured, and I just I just wanted them to have like one really good conversation, and instead we got five. Right, mm-hmm, right. Yeah. Which so, is I mean, so that, unusual. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and I felt like I, I liked the story of Kate and Tasha, but 
it was a secondary story, and they, I mean, they made no bones about that. You know, the real, the, the focus of that story was Sam and Dean of that episode. Mm-hmm. And and right. I really love that. Yeah, me too. Like I said, I thought this episode was absolutely perfect. You just couldn't get much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I And it's... um. What, what you guys said about you know like Kate walking away at the end again it was it was very um, incredible Hulk you know <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I think so too the Bill Bixby at the end you know of every well, and, episode. and Adam yeah Adam yeah. in two interviews I read Adam actually referenced that so I'm glad he saw it also because once once I saw once I heard him say I was like oh you're right. And again, because he said he had that feeling at the end of Bitten. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, and that's why I like that he mirrored it in this episode. Yeah, yeah, from from um, Bitten, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I but but I did also wonder why they didn't say, you know, hey, we have this friend who, you know, why didn't they send her to her to Garth, you know, or maybe do they do do they not trust her enough? Oh, I that's good. I, well, um, I shouldn't say I don't think it's that. I would like, I would like to think that's not it. Um, but that's possible as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's. Um, I just thought that was odd since since we just saw not long ago that Garth is happy and living, you know, in a werewolf, com- werewolf community, you know. So. Um. I, you know, because I really, you know, I I didn't care for that episode that much, so I haven't watched it very often. Mm-hmm. But did it end with Garth and the family? Because I know they had to kill the mom. She was the bad guy. So mm-hmm. did it end with Garth still living with everybody? Because I'm wondering, um, maybe Garth has moved on and has his old Sam and Dean? Where he, where he is? Well, Garth offered to come to go with Dean and help him, and Dean's like, "No, you need to stay here because you found something special, and someone needs mm-hmm. to, okay. to tell our story." Okay, you know? okay, yeah. So, so I think so. Garth did, and you know, they said they had some rebuilding to do and everything, but it looked like they left Garth Garth in a pretty good place. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah. So I miss but, Garth. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not happy with how they to a werewolf. I'm not. I, I don't know. That storyline didn't sit well with me because I. I yeah. When I all I can think about is that when Garth dies, he's going to purgatory. I I really uh, I, yeah, I haven't that, thought about that. Oh, I'm sad. I I'm, <laughs> I miss Garth because Garth was you know filling in the Bobby. You know I like him. You know trying to fill Bobby's footsteps. And mm-hmm. I I really I like that whole part of him being a hunter and everything. And now he can't do that. And that's that's what I really dislike about making Garth a werewolf. Yeah, I mean I I guess that was their alternative to killing him off. But honestly, I kind of would have liked to have seen him go out as a hunter. As opposed yeah, to yeah, me too. Yeah, because like would've... for me, mm-hmm. I I like Garth's character, the character of Garth, but mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not overly attached to him, so I didn't really have. I didn't really have a feeling either way about that. I have, mm-hmm. I had issues with sharp teeth, um, which 
oddly enough, was also written by Adam Glass. So, <laughs> And I think it goes to show how you handle a werewolf story, story can greatly affect the, the story and how it's received. But for me, I don't know if it's because, you know, in both episodes, Adam is bringing back a, a character that we know. And I like Kate more than like I like Garth, and I now I wonder was that part of what colored my feeling about that? Mm-hmm. Ah, could yeah. be, could be. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, they also kind of flip flop a little bit on the mythology of werewolves. I know that they showed the flashback of Dean saying um, in Bitten, you know, that werewolves bitten by a pure blood. Uh, up to four generations are less feral and can turn on a half moon and stuff like that. But they don't really explain. I don't know. I, I, I'm just still a little bit unclear on that, you know, because um, can Kate turn at will? They never showed her kill, I mean, turn, because I guess she said she's controlling that part of her. But it looked like her sister could change at will. And, well, she, um, she grew out her, they showed her grow out her fingernail to cut the rope. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was, yeah, you know, so she can she can turn it well too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So are I guess are they saying that they're from uh, like I guess within four generations of a pure blood because yeah. in the be- in the beginning, you know, they only turned on the full moon, you know, and then right. during season six when um when Eve was coming and they said everyone all the monsters were going crazy and turning on the half moon and stuff like that. So. That was unusual to them, but and now they've rewritten it again. So I don't know. But I, I guess Supernatural just kind of has a habit of kind of playing loose and free with the mythology sometimes. Um, but I, I mean, I won't hold that against them because a lot of times they do write things to make it fit in their in their you know in the story. Right, right. And, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And I've I've often criticized the show for writing around the joke instead of scrapping the joke. Um, yeah, but, you um, mentioned that in last week's show. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, it's something that really sticks in my craw because mm-hmm. you sometimes you just have to let something go. You yeah. can't, you know, you have to say it doesn't work, I'm stretching, mm-hmm. I'm stretching around it too much, let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah the, but I think... For me, the new werewolf lore worked better for me in this episode than it did in the Garth episode. Right. Okay. Um, I'm still not. I'm still. I'm. I'm trying to accept it. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent happy with it, but mm-hmm. I have space but to accept it, so I'm trying to come to terms with it. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also. Um, as far as Tasha's concerned, um, do you think that Kate was um, being, well, I, I guess she was being, deluding herself and thinking that she could actually help her sister. Do you think she really thought she could help her sister, taking her off into the woods and isolating them? I mean, she and Dean told her, you know, she's gone too far and you can't come back for that. And I, I know that was kind of foreshadowing for Sam and Dean um, where it, uh, I guess my question is, number one, do you think that Kate really believed that she could help her sister? And number two, when Dean said that to her, do you think that Dean was thinking of himself? I think I think so. I think, I, I think, 
I think Kate actually, I don't know if she knew it would work, but she definitely wanted to try it. So she, at that point, she's like, that's the only alternative. You know, it's either let her die or let's do this. Okay. And, and I think Dean did feel it himself. I think Dean, Dean, the look on his face, I think he was thinking of himself. Okay. Yeah. And Sam even kind of looked at him when he said it. Mhm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That I I just I loved every single conversation that they had. I mean, um, it, yeah. I just think that they they really are. I know that they don't write for the fans, but I think that in the back of their mind, they are conscious of what the fans want. And, um, I, you know, I, I couldn't have been more pleased that they actually addressed that and they went there. I could have watched the whole show. They could have spent just talking in the Impala and I would have been tickled pink, you know. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And, and, like I said earlier, it was nice for them to, to actually talk in full sentences. And even though you know that Dean is reluctant to do so, and he is actually saying he's reluctant to do so, it's almost like they're they're growing up and figuring a way where they realize that if they don't talk to each other about things, that's when, that's when part of my language, that's when shit goes down. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I loved both of them at one point said, like I'm, I'm not trying to start anything. Mhm. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like in, um, in, um, oh, I know, I know what you did last summer back in season four when Dean was asking Sam about Ruby. He's like, look, I'm not trying to pick a fight. You know, I just really want to understand why you trust her so much. Mhm. You know, and and I like this. I like that they kind of brought that back because you know they both they want to talk and they're like. I'm really not trying to fight. I just want to understand what's going on in your head, you know? So I, I, I really love Yeah, that. me too. Yeah, me too. Hey, I'm going to hang up and call back because I'm getting an echo. So oh, I'll be calling okay. right, right back. Okay. Okay. And Susan, I don't know if... Um, if you're listening on a computer or um, beside you, maybe, by any chance? Um, I'm on my cell. Okay, because I thought sometimes if you don't have, if you are got the computer and it's muted, um, if it's not muted, then you get an echo, so I thought that might be it. Okay. Are, are you getting an echo from me? I'm not getting an echo from you, but I'm, I was getting an echo from Vinny, and I get an echo from me. Okay. Yeah, my phone does that sometimes, so. Well, it was. It's still there with when you were even gone. That's strange, then. Um, well, maybe it's me. I can. I can hang up, guys. Oh, I'm enjoying talking to you, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I I have to tell you that um I listened to this podcast with um Travis, and absolutely loved it. What oh, what an amazing what amazing guy and he was just so passionate and so um you know candid and I just I I, I think that was probably my favorite interview 
that I've listened to. Thank you. It, we were we really appreciate that. We were pleasantly surprised too. We had no idea he was so passionate about so many, you know, different charities and everything. It was just really wonderful to talk with him. Yeah, and um, and, and and you know when he was talking about the military. Um, and in her service and everything, it actually brought me to tears. I kind of teared up a little bit because my son just graduated last month from the Marines, and I went down to his graduation, so it was really close to my heart, you know, to hear him talk about that. So it, it was it was lovely. I, I really enjoyed listening to him. Yeah, we enjoyed talking with him. And yes, you know, did. we we we, you, we tend to feel like we know, air quote no, a, a lot of the actors and because they do cons and stuff, he hasn't done one yet. And right. so we really didn't know, aside from his tweets, but we didn't know just how passionate he was about his causes. So that was really, um, like like you said, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, he was, he was wonderful. And I, I really hope that he does get an opportunity to do the cons because I, I think he would he would be amazing. I can't imagine why he wouldn't. Um mm-hmm. I do feel like at this point, um, creation does probably need to use, need to book more talent instead of doing double and triple panels. So I would hope that he would get to do a panel and, you know, get him to be able to talk about things that he's passionate about and have people ask him about those things. But also, you know, kind of clear the redundancy of what the panels are are becoming. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, are, do you guys have any um, predictions for, um, I guess, the November 11th episode, um, the, the the musical, or any? Do you have a wish list for that? Oh. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to ask me, <laughs> Okay. I'm going to preface this with two things. One, I'm not that big on musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I am such a big Buffy fan, and they did Once More With Feeling, which is the most amazing musical mm-hmm. ever, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then but- you also have Joss Whedon also did Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, which was mm-hmm. um, also a musical, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be some really... A really, really big shoes to fill for me as a as a fan of of both shows. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, from what I've seen of the sneak previews, I get the impression that it's going to be supernatural through the eyes of a teenager. And I'm not a teenager, so it it makes me feel a little iffy about it. Mm-hmm. And I also, one of the concerns I have, because they keep saying it's it's a love letter to the fans, love letter to the fans, if they step too into fandom, then the general audience is going to not understand what's going on. And I really, I personally don't like when I have to explain to my mother what something means because it's a fan that they're referencing versus a general audience things they're referencing. I understand. Uh, yeah. That's something that actually really irritates me. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are my those are my preview my previewing thoughts. And they did say it was music musical ish, so yeah, I, I, I don't really I think that it's going to be a full on musical because it looks like like the, the the kids in the play are singing, but I can't imagine mm-hmm. at any point where Sam and Dean are going to break into song. I don't think it's that kind no, of episode. No, I think, I'm not sure if it was in one of the interviews or at a con that Jordan Jensen specifically said that they don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I do, I, I assume that you're correct, that it's just whenever they're doing like the play or rehearse or whatever, that those are going to be the musical portions. Um, just the preview we got where it's the Saving People Hunting Thing song. Uh, I'm judging from a snippet. I'm, I'm not impressed. Yeah. yeah. I, I, my concern is that it's going to come off more and more mocking than than appreciative of fans and fans. Of mm-hmm. It's going to. I feel like it's going to be like thing when you think you know somebody, but you really don't. Mm-hmm. And I. Okay. You think they know fandom, but you don't. Mm-hmm. That that would be disappointing. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And then the only feedback they get in terms of fandom is being on Twitter. But not all, not all of fandom is on Twitter, and not all of fans are on Twitter, mm-hmm. and not every fan who's even in fandom chooses to use Twitter to. to critique the show. So mm-hmm. even if they what they've learned from Twitter, it's still just such, it's a, a small sampling of an of a small sampling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz they would really need to be on Instagram and Tumblr to really get the full effect, you know? Yeah, and they would actually have to integrate themselves into fandom and kind of mm-hmm. play along instead of but they never they can't because there's a power differential. Mhm. And so I, while I remain curious, I don't, re- I'm not, I'm going in pessimistic, and I'm going to be honest about that. I'm very pessimistic. Yeah, I, I just, I, I've just decided not to get, to go in with kind of low expectations, so then I'll be pleasantly yes. surprised. That's, that's, that's what I'm doing, low expectations. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So then, then if it's if it's great, then then awesome. It, it, you know, we're pleasantly surprised. But if you don't have your expectations up too high, then you can't be disappointed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Becky, what are your uh, predictions and thoughts? I'm I'm more positive about it than you, and I think than most. I'm actually looking forward to it, but I'm worried that I'll be disappointed. But I'm looking forward to it, but I'm worried I'll be disappointed. <laughs> she, she did ask, like, what is it, like, to go back to your question, um, in terms of things I want to see out of it, I... That's tough because I got a, I got a lot of what I wanted in in, in Paper Moon. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would like to see a continuation of that, maybe. Um, just maybe for Sam and Dean to see the play and kind of learn about each other. I would love, I would love to see like Dean watch Mystery Spot Sam on stage and see what Sam went through. Uh, 
Yeah, that's that's what I want. That's exactly what I was hoping that through they, if they see the supernatural through someone else's eyes, that that will help mend some of their broken senses, you know, and 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 bring them even closer together. I that's my wish list that it it helps them realize just how lucky they are and how much each other have done for the other, you know. It just I, I just hope that it actually brings them together and helps mend their relationship a little bit. I do as well. Mickey, what do you want to see? Well, I want to see, and I, I, oh, I want to, okay, it's, it's a play based on Chuck's book. So what I want to see is Chuck. I mean, we haven't seen him since Swan Song, but, you know, yeah, we found out he was God and all, but, you know, still, I want to see him. I think that's the main thing I want to see. I want to see Chuck again. And I like the idea of them learning things, like seeing Mystery Spot. I hadn't thought of that. I think if you could finally maybe see a scene where um, Sam didn't find out that it's Castiel that let Sam out of the body when he went off to let, off, let out Lucifer. <laughs> um, I, you know, because that's one thing that I'm like, Castiel never got any blame for that. He needs to get blamed for that. <laughs> I, if they could find that out, I would be very happy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there you go. Chuck and they find out that Castiel let him out of the secret room there. Yeah. yeah, and and I think they've said there's there's you know an unexpected special guest kind of thing. It's got to be either Chuck or uh, Gabriel. I mean, there's to me there's no other option. Yeah, uh, they say we're going to see some familiar faces, and I'm thinking Becky maybe, but why would Becky be at the high school? Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. after what they did to Becky's character, I I, I don't want to see her anymore. <laughs> I'm afraid yeah. of how further. No, thank you. I want Becky to come back so they can. I want Becky to come back so they can make it better. Yeah, redeem her. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, since you know we have the same name and all. <laughs> uh, speaking of mystery spot, I always have this nagging question about mystery spot. Um, after Dean died that on that Wednesday, and then you see Sam, you know, going on the journey, kind of basically becoming John Winchester. Mm-hmm. But they showed Sam sitting there, you know, cutting his meat and eating, and off to the side was a burger, a plate. And then after he finished eating and he walked away from the table, the burger's still sitting there. Are they? I mean, I'm just wondering, did he do that every time he ate? Did he get a burger for Dean or... I mean, what was I, the point of that? I think so. I think it was just part of his 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 psyche snapping. Uh, mm-hmm. And like my my friend Clarissa, she um who we had on the podcast, uh, she calls it the dead brother burger. And she calls it what? It's her, the dead brother burger. <laughs> and it, it's it's her it's it's her obsession. She loves the whole idea of the dead brother burger. Um, and me, I'm all about the toothbrush that he's still using, you know, the purple sparkly toothbrush. 
I do think that it's part of part of what kind of breaks in Sam and, and his inability to accept that Dean's gone. Okay. I would have liked to see some of that reflected in the first two two or three episodes of this season, especially given that Jeremy Carver wrote Mystery Spot. Mm-hmm. So I was disappointed to see a more... Well, Sam's not the same person he was, though. You know, I, agree, I agree. I would have just liked to see, and I guess, I guess for me, again, it was part of the pre, the, the all the interviews and the hiatus. It was, you know, Sam is frantically searching, and Sam is doing these deplorable things, and so you start making up your little, your little head cannon. So, as a viewer, when something doesn't quite match that, there is a sense of disappointment. Mm-hmm. Because they really other, built that up. On the other hand, you know, you have to realize that. Just because, and I, I said this was episode three, there are certain things that I wanted that didn't come to fruition, but I have to also accept that just because I didn't get my way doesn't make it bad right. Yeah, I, I remember you said that about, you know, the last week's, and I actually agree with you wholeheartedly because I, I the ending, you know, with the whole cat and mouse thing was good, but then the, the ending was so anticlimactic, it was just like, oh, here's Dean. You know, welcome back. And they left out, you know, the the what we knew of the of the cure was, you know, the the bloody hand over the mouth thing, you know, the 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 bloody fist end of it is what they called it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, we didn't get that. It was it was like you said, it was anticlimactic, and. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a slight, for me, I was all about the idea of Sam using his own blood and, you know, having it just be really dark in that way. And so I didn't get my way. You know, Sam went and stole blood. Sam made a point of saying to Dean, I got your blood type. So I didn't know if they did that on purpose because they weren't using Sam's blood and they made it seem like, you know, Dean and Sam have different blood types. Um, but it didn't seem to be a concern with Crowley, so. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I really understand pretend, For my own sanity, because I really dislike that, um, I'm going to pretend that he was being sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> because if not, it's, it's really lame. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. actually, to me, make sense. Yeah. Uh, and what, another thing that didn't make sense, the very beginning when they were the game wardens, mm-hmm. that whole conversation, I'm a little unclear what that was supposed to be about. That. Well, okay, you mean like when the game warden says to him, you know, I guess you've seen this a lot, you, mean, you think that that one? Yeah, and he's like, you tell me, and then they start rattling stuff off and then end with Obama. <laughs> and I was just like... Uh, I, I, way I saw it was, you know, they at that time, they didn't really know, and you know, everything. So they, and plus, you know, they can't say, oh, it's a werewolf. And they're mm-hmm. not really game wardens, so they don't, you know, so they don't really know what could be a uh, cause, that sort of thing in the normal world. So they did kind of start off with game warden things with, they mentioned logging, and mm-hmm. they mentioned um, ice caps melting, I think. And then Dean 
Uh, he, uh, he he mentioned something else that was kind of funny, and then he ends with Obama. I think it's did he just panic? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. They like we they have no idea. <laughs> they don't know what to say, so they just blame, they just came out with anything. And like I, I thought said, it was I, I thought it was funny, but I just awkward. Yeah, I I thought it was funny, but I just totally didn't get. It. I thought there was maybe a joke I was missing. <laughs> No, well, if it's if it's a joke that you're missing, I'm missing it too. Uh, I really took it. I really took it as a Dean trying to get back in the saddle. Not, you know, he's been out of the game for a while, and he's just kind of out of practice. Mm-hmm. How how do you think Dean is going to react to Crowley when he sees him for the first time now that he's cured? I think he'll be pissed. Wait, I had an echo. Say that again. I think he'll be pissed. I think he'll be mad and ready to kill him. Oh, most likely, yeah. But he temporarily saved Cass, so... I don't know. You know, I, I mean, that's, it's, not a, it's not a permanent fix, but, I mean, he temporarily got Cass back on his feet. And so Cass was able to be there to help Sam save Dean. So, I mean, does Carly get another pass now? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was he was kind of in, integral in terms of uh, Dean being cured. He took the blade away, which, like I said, I think was a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you said, he's the one who gave Cass his grace. I it's gonna be yeah. weird. I don't think that. It, on a on a business level, I assume that if we go into season eleven, which we most likely will, I would imagine that they would like to keep the i you know uh, the extra you know the having regulars aside from Jared and Jensen. I don't know that they can kill Crowley off. So it's it'll be interesting to see how they justify not killing off. I kind of get the sense that. Um, that I, I don't know why I feel like Crowley's going to die this year because Mark Shepard keeps making jokes about surviving season 10. Ah. So I don't know. But um, Crowley never, ever does anything that doesn't benefit himself. And when he traded, um, you know, when he got the mark of Cain from, uh, I mean, got the, the first blade from Sam. I'm wondering if somewhere along, along, further down the road, he's going to use that to get Dean back to his side. You know, maybe he'll tempt Quite Dean. Possibly. With yeah, because um, cause Crowley never, ever does anything that's not just a little bit self-serving. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Um, so, I think he, he may try and... Use Dean with the mark, but without demonizing, and see if that gets him somewhere. Right. But I would like to think that Dean is smarter this time. Also, you know, I, I'm curious to see that, again, you, you play out scenarios in your head. In my I, my world of the, of the market game, if Sam and Dean are working as a unit and aren't estranged from each other, then the mark doesn't have as much power. Mm-hmm. 
because it, you know, the mark comes from the fact that it, you know there was a brotherly issue. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a brother bond kind of thing. Okay. Uh, chances are I'm super wrong, <laughs> but and I will accept that if I'm super wrong. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see that something like that come into play because I honestly can't figure out how they'll deal with the mark of Cain unless it's something like that. Yeah. I, I'm just confused at how Cain, as a demon, was able to throw the blade away and get all zen and, and go with the bees, you know. Um, and Dean couldn't do the same thing. I mean, he Dean had to be cured. Cain didn't. Cain's still a demon, but mm-hmm. I mean, I I just don't understand exactly. Is it because that he's a knight? He was a knight of hell, and Dean was just a demon and not a knight of hell. Or does it mark make him a knight of hell? I don't really know. I'm not sure either, and I I, I agree with you because that's something that I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. Because you know you have Crowley tell Dean last season that if he doesn't kill, he's going to basically have withdrawal symptoms. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how they explain that, if they explain that. We'll have yeah. to see. Yeah, or maybe he has to kill with the first blade, and then that makes him crave it more. If he just kills, you know, just regular killing without the blade, maybe there is a difference. I don't know. They they don't really explain the whole, because I don't understand how Cain killed himself if he was already a knight of hell. And they said the blade brought him back. You know, was he a knight of hell as a human and then became a demon? It's just all kind of, I, I just don't quite understand it, so I just kind of let it go. Um, I, I've gotten to that point with with the show, which, again, like I say, I'm one of the few people that's okay with Buckner Lemming episodes and mm-hmm. about Taxi Driver, and I just had to go, I accept that you have changed the rules of the game, and I'm just going to move on from there. Oh, with the Reapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Reapers, they rewrote the angels Reapers. and everything. Yeah, that that was so, not well done. No, no. But um, we have to accept it. And I've mm-hmm. kind of I've kind of done it in terms of uh, I think I've mentioned this before. There's a, there's an article called um, or with the premise of how Supernatural became its own spinoff, and it basically highlights how Supernatural spun off from season five into what it is now. Mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting article, and it's not really saying that it's a bad thing. It's just saying this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just allow for that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's because with the five-year story arc, and if Supernatural had ended at the end of season five, it would have been a good ending. But since it didn't, they did have to reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, just like um, I mean, you've mentioned Buffy many times. Um, and when Buffy died at the end of season five, if the show had ended there, it would have been a great ending. But then, you know, they they had a season six, so they had to kind of reinvent the story. Yeah, they really did. Mm-hmm. So, and and I'm I'm okay with that, you know, because <laughs> I'm glad that we've got you know 
all the bits six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. I'm tickled. You know, I hope it goes on even further. So, but um, and and I think that the show can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again because then it would get stagnant. I agree. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. and like I said, I do get kind of irritated about some of the, the what we consider cannon fails. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, once it once they put it on the screen for us, it it becomes canon, and there's no way around that. Yeah. So yeah. fighting fighting against what's already on the screen is an exercise in futility. So why why do it? Yeah. Um, one of the things that I I noticed um, in this episode, when they did the flashback to Lester, mm-hmm. um, they they kind of showed the same flashback again, and it would have been nice to get something a little bit different, you know, because they showed Sam and, and Lester again in the bar, and we had already seen that. So I was just wondering why they didn't. I don't know, just do something a little bit different because we've already seen it, you know, I mean, in, in the episode before and then in the recap. So That's true. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. Maybe if they had been out of the recap, because obviously they only have so much stock footage, but they had different scenes with him from from episode two that they could have used different ones for the recap and different one for the flashback. Yeah. I I just felt that that was the only part that was a little redundant because um, we had already seen that, I mean, just a few weeks ago, and it would have been interesting to have a a different point of view, like, um, I mean, I know that they showed Sam off to the side and Lester talking and talking, but... You know, I mean, even if they had had a conversation of Sam telling Lester what to do and what to expect, you know? And hope, well, I was going to say hopefully we'll get more into that, but no, I don't think we will. No, <laughs> I don't think that they're going to revisit Lester again. That, like Do you have any other really questions for us? Hmm? Do you have any other questions for us? No, I'm good. Well, thank you so much for calling us. We really appreciate it. It was a really good conversation. Well, thank you so much for letting me have to, uh, to let me talk, and I really enjoy your um, podcast. So I will continue to listen. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you so thank you so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Okay. Bye, bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Susan. Bye, Susan. Bye, bye. She had some really great questions and comments. Yeah, a lot to lot to get um get us thinking. I don't hear uh, the echo No, I haven't heard it for the past couple minutes. Okay. Um, I think it might be Blog Talk Radio having some issues. Um, Very true. I, I especially like that she touched on the upcoming episode because it's I with such a I kind of want to say strange <laughs> such an unusual uh, premise that we've seen that we've seen from the the sneak peeks. It's interesting to see what people are predicting before you know 
before we actually see it and figure out we're all wrong about everything. Right, right. I, oh, sorry. Lily's barking there. Very, sorry, sorry about that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm really, really curious to see what's going to happen because I have liked the meta episodes more than, you know, although I was really disappointed with, you know, season seven time for wedding. But um, on the whole, I really like them. So I'm really holding out hope. <laughs> like I said, I'll probably be disappointed, but I'm holding out hope. Um, my, my, my main concern is, although, you know, it's kind of hypocritical to what I said about Paper Moon in that I had issues with sharp teeth and I love Paper Moon, same writer. Um, I had issues with putting it lightly. Um, I had rage blackouts about metafiction, and it's going to be the same writer. Um, and I also am one of the few people who really, really disliked Slumber Party last season. And again, same writer. Yeah, and I loved Slum- so, and I loved Slumber Party. I loved it so much. Well, you know that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You still love me, right? <laughs> I do. What's important is I love you unconditionally. Um, I had a lot of problems with, with uh, I, as I said, I love Felicia Day. I have some inherent problems with Charlie in that she's such a Mary Sue, in my opinion. And she's basically two Internet orders away from uh, Raven Hair and Violet Eyes. So... And I can you know. see, I can see that. I'll, although I don't, I don't feel that way about her. But I can see where you could see that. In my opinion, you know, and I've said this before, the biggest Mary Sue on Supernatural uh, is um, uh, Christy. Is that her name? Uh, Madison McLaughlin. Oh, Christy. Christy. Yeah, I, you know, I. That's probably the one character that I cannot stand the most. And nothing against the actress. The actress, the girl Madison. She's awesome. She was great on the closer. She's really, really good. It's just it's, that character is just too Mary Sueish for me. It's the See, opinion I don't of have, Mary I don't Sue. have an issue with that character, and I don't feel like she's a Mary Sue. <laughs> um, I feel like she's maybe borderline Mary Sue, but I don't. She doesn't quite hit Mary Sue for me. And as we, they both both characters suffer from one of my biggest pet peeves is that once characters certain characters show up they become the hero of the story. And for mm-hmm. me, you know, when they do that, especially when they do that at at the detriment of Sam and Dean, you know, let's make Sam and Dean stupid to make this character look so good. Um, kind of like what happened I, with Bella in season three. Exactly. It's something that really grates on me. Uh, and... In fact, they've for me they've done that with Castiel as well, and I have a big problem with it because if you look at the really big parts of the past oh God several seasons, Cass ends up being the hero of the story, and it, it, for me, I need Sam and Dean to be the heroes because that's yeah yeah they are the they're the, they're the protagonists. And that's their role, and also that's that's why I'm watching. I'm watching to watch these two brothers be the heroes of the world, 
when they're not and when they're made to look incompetent in order to make someone look competent, I I severely dislike that. So one thing, you know, go to going into it, if 10.05 has one of the girls in the play save the day versus Sam and Dean, I'm going to be very angry. <laughs> I'm just now, processing not, that now. Not to change the subject, just something I noticed really quickly. We have not commented on the fact that Dean cut his hair between last week, and, you know, between the episode before and this one. That's he got right. rid of Dean and Dean hair. So, because I was just watching, I was like, hey, Jensen said that Dean had that hair, different hair because of Demon Dean. So I was like, let me, oh, yep, different hair. <laughs> and, you know, Jensen did say that in in at least two interviews. Um, I would like an explanation as to why, though. <laughs> well, he said Jaren suggested it. He, um, but why? One of the interviews I read. Because um, Jaren suggested it just, to show a difference between regular Dean and Demon Dean, you know, because when he when they show, you know, when they come up after the hiatus, you know, they've they've all, you know, their hair is grown out and beardy and everything. Jared suggested to him not to cut his hair that way, you know, just to show the difference between regular Dean and Demon Dean. Okay, I hadn't seen that article. I will accept that. <laughs> I, it was it was a either a convention thing. Or a video interview, because I definitely remember hearing Jensen talk about it. There's just too much to watch in terms of Supernatural outside of the show to keep up. I Um, know, it's so hard. And sometimes I do wonder, like, how do people who are not heavily online about the the show, how do they watch the show? (laughs) Like, my mother, mother she does get confused. She's like, wait, isn't this... Although she does remember really, like, she's really good at, and she's watched season one through four a couple of times, but everything else she's only seen once through. She's really good at, like, cat, like wait, no, la, the, in season two they said you couldn't do that. Why are they doing that now? I'm like, I know, Mom, just let it go. Um, <laughs> but I often have to tell her, well, you know, Jared gave an interview that says this, and Jensen gave an interview that says this, and Mark said this, and Misha said this, and... Yeah, it's, it's the same way, you know, with, with my friend Becky that I talked about. Yes, her name is Becky also. Um, she, you know, she's not online, but she watches the episodes. And so she'll text me, you know, and say, well, why is so-and-so? I thought so-and-so happened. And it's like, no, no, but, you know, I have to explain everything to her. It's just, but with her, I, you know, in her in in her in her defense, it's not just supernatural though. It's all shows. She was texting me last night about scandal. Like, well, when did this happen? I thought so and so was still alive. When did he die? And you know, it was her. It's not just supernatural. It's everything. <laughs> yeah. So am I? Am, in my in in my opinion, if you have if things only make sense because you're in fandom, I feel like that that's at a point where the show should maybe step away from fandom a little. And we'll see with with 10.05 and just how, if if that opinion that I'm holding holds true, but I, I do feel that way quite often that, um, yeah, if you have to get context from convention panels or interviews and then I feel like a, a ball was dropped along the way. 
But, yeah. you know, I, like I said, in, in terms of 1005, 1005 is going to have – a lot riding on it for me because one, I'm currently very in love with 1004. So, you know, no one no one wants to follow the you know, no one wants to follow the star. And I'm also just just based on the previews, I'm I'm wary is what I'm going to say. I'm very wary, but you know, for me, it's going to have some big shoes to fill. Coming off of 1004 and me being, you know, a Joss Whedon fan, that's, you know, no pressure, Robbie, but you've got to, you know, that's, that's, that's a lot to take on. Yeah, it'll be interesting, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, like I said, primarily for me it's also because coming after 1004, which, like you and I continuously say, um, there's no overt fault in it. There's we would really have to dig deep and mine through it to find something of fault that's worth saying this is at fault. Yeah, I yeah, I, like I said, I watched it three times just today, and I every time I was like, nope, nothing wrong. This episode's perfect. I have no fault with this. Nothing, no nits to pick anywhere with this episode. No, and um, I do. I, I you know, I t- we talked with a couple friends, uh, and they were on the opposite end of it for for the for the episode. They did not feel how Becky and I feel, um, and we were both quite taken aback by that. So, yeah, I, for I me, don't it's see also going to could... be interesting. I was hoping one of them could join us on the podcast because it's like you know. Explain to me where it, there is fault in this episode. Yeah, or, you know, provi- <laughs> provide an opposing opinion. Um, for those of you that listen quite regularly, one of the people we're talking about is Barbara, who called in a few weeks ago. Um, she's on the opposite end of this episode for us, so we were trying to coerce her and some others into calling in uh, to give us, you know, more on their perspective of it because we're sitting here just, you know, genuflecting at this episode, basically. And they're like, nope, <laughs> Exactly. Nope. <laughs> it's so good. And they were talking, and then they were talking again, and then King was pretty, and then King was badass, and then they talked again. Right, right. What, where is this wrong? <laughs> Nothing wrong yeah. there. <laughs> and, and you know, um, I've often, I'm, I'm one of those people who says, you know, give me, you know, just like Susan R. Caller said, give me 42 minutes of Sam and Dean talking. I'm, I'm good. Right, right. So, you know, to be honest, my only actual nitpick with this episode, and it has nothing to do with the writing, is I really, really do not like Sam in sunglasses. (laughs) Not not, not, not that style of sunglasses. I did not like that style of sunglasses on him. And again, part of it comes from being in fandom and seeing Jared wear aviators all the time. (laughs) Right. Which, what yeah. I thought was interesting, someone online, um, it may have been Claudia, I don't remember, but someone online um, looked up and found what actual brands those sunglasses oh, are. Yeah, and I'm like, Sam and Dean could not afford Prada sunglasses. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I saw I saw that, that same, I don't remember who found it, but because initially people were complaining about how cheap the sunglasses looked. 
And then, you know, zoom in and you can see the Prada logo and it's like, oh, the irony. And then it's like, wait, when did you go, when did you buy Prada? So, then, you know, the implication <laughs> is that he stole sunglasses, but not from the gas station, from a Prada store. <laughs> Tell me it was at least a Prada outlet, please. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mm. and then I tried. Once somebody said that, I tried to see what the logo on Dean's was. I couldn't see it. Well, she found out. Who, um, she um, they painted over apparently on Dean's. You could see um, where they like colored over the silver parts or something on Dean's glasses. But she found the brand for Dean's glasses too, and they were I forget what they were, but they were another fancy schmancy, you know, really expensive pair of glasses too. So. Well, which, why would you buy, why would you use your budget to buy expensive sunglasses just to paint over the logo? I'm confused about that. Maybe they, you know, maybe they got permission to do the Prada, but not the other ones, and Jensen had well, no, those. The Prada, to me, the Prada looks like it's colored over also, because it's all solid black. Uh, and I've never seen Prada sunglasses that have it the same color. It's always been, you know, the metal, the hardware looking you know, either silver or gold saying Prada or white. I've seen white as well. I've never seen it, um, you know, the, the same color as the, the plastic so or the acetate, whatever Prada uses. Um, so I just assumed that that was painted over as well. I don't know. I still, still question the choice. <laughs> <laughs> because, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were last season. Maybe they were half price. I don't know. Ah, oh, maybe, maybe. Um, but I, uh, yeah, that's 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 gonna be my one nitpick with the sunglasses. That's that's it. Um, <laughs> I would, I like, and I, I really like the idea. Like they're just sitting there, and the idea of being able to sit with someone in silence and be completely comfortable is one thing that I find. That's one of those things that you kind of strive for in life. Is someone that you don't have to always necessarily fill up fill in the silences with. Right. And, um, you know, whether that's a friend or a sibling or a significant other, those are the kind of things you're looking for. And, you know, like you and I can attest to the fact, you know, we've traveled together and there are times where we're just both, you know, sitting doing our own thing and it's perfectly fine. Right. So I, I like the idea of Sam and Dean just sitting there on the, on the lakefront just just chilling. And I liked that it was those old school kind of chairs that I remember from when I was younger. I didn't even know chairs yes. that that's what With the uh, straps. The woven, and <laughs> yeah, the, the, the woven strap chairs. Um, just, you know, and there were little think, things in this episode that really were really endearing to me. It made me think, so did they, like, stop at a Kmart and buy some lawn chairs? You know, and, and not and they stopped at, they went to a Kmart from 1978 and picked up the right, and they went to Bloomingdale's to get sunglasses right right <laughs> good call boys good call yeah I, I, yeah I have to laugh at that but um, yeah like I said there were little things in this episode that were for lack of a better word completely endearing to me you know the green cooler uh, the them pinking beer tops that's where um, Jared filmed his um, Ice Bucket Challenge. Ice Bucket Challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, that adds to it – goes in, it goes twofold. It's one of those things that if you're in fandom, then you have another layer that you can find endearing. Um, right. 
I like, I also like, and I, I don't, I'm sure this wasn't on purpose, but the the clanking of the beer bottles, it harkens back to, you know, the, the almost cheesiness of changing channels, but this was genuine. Uh-huh. Also, um, it made me think about, like, in Swap Meat, where Dean says, you know, you never want to just sit around and have a beer with me. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Because yeah. it's not Sam at that point. And, you know, this time we get where it really is Sam. And they are just sitting around having a beer and chilling. And, um, you know, you can see, you know, you can see the Paul in the background. She's clean. And, you know, just these little details that were, that make you feel like yeah. they're, they're, on, they're on the road to really having a recovery in their, um, in their relationship. Which, and you know, I like that. was the hard part of season nine. I like that Dean used the term we time, you know, not me time. He used the term we time. I like that. Yeah, I, I um, that was a really good a really good choice to use the we because while Dean was a demon, and yes, he has to come to terms with that, Sam also has suffered, you know, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and, and, you know, the Winchesters, as far as we know, you know, we know that from Swan Song, you know, occasionally they go see a ball game or, you know, watch the stars or whatever, but I don't think they've ever actually, you know, and there's that, that weird Vegas weekend thing that they said they do. Um, but I don't think they've ever really taken just a week off before. Mm-mm, no. And, and I like, you know, I like what Dean says because, you know, you do tend to feel that way when, you, when you're on vacation, you kind of sit and think, you know, I'm kind of ready to go back to work. I, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you do go back to work, and you're like, "Oh God, I just want to go back to vacation. This sucks." But there's that there's that small period of time where you're like, "I don't know what I what to do. I should be doing something, and I'm doing nothing. I don't feel comfortable about it." Right. So, I don't know it all just felt very genuine to me. So, kudos to Adam Glass for that. Yes, it all yes. it all felt very very genuine, very organic, and very authentic. And just because the scene just happened, I've got it while we've been talking. When the werewolves come in, um, one of them's got a gun on Dean, and Sam, you know, it had the gun on Tasha, and the two werewolves mm-hmm. come in, and they tell Dean, they tell Sam to drop the gun, and the way Sam drops it, he just lets go, you know, and you know, we've never seen Sam just drop it like that before, you know. I, I really like that decision to drop the gun the way he did. Mm-hmm. And I also have to mention, I love the way first Dean, Sam says it, and then later on in the episode, Dean says it. Um, Sam says, um, Dean uses the excuse, well, you know, I was a demon. And Sam says, oh, you were a demon. I didn't know that. You know, he says something like that, and, then later on, Dean kind of, you know, does the same thing. I really, really liked those moments. Like I said, really can't find anything to a zero rage blackout on the video meter on this. Zero. And that hasn't happened in a really, really long time. I do want to mention that um, since it just got tweeted here 
since we've been talking, uh, Daniil Jensen's wife just tweeted a picture. It says, on the way to Supernatural 200th episode party in L.A., and she thanks the people who did her hair and beauty, and it's a really good picture of her and Jensen with her, I'm assuming, hair and beauty people. So if you want to go to Twitter and you're listening to us, and check out Danielle's Twitter account to see the picture. Oh, I do like her hair. Very cool. Um, that's right. They're doing that for anybody who, you know, who doesn't know. There was a contest... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was a, a random drawing kind of contest for, I think it was five fans to go to a screening of the 200th episode. And then there's a, a party afterwards. I'm not sure if those people get to go to the party afterwards, but um, yeah. So, um, so there are going to be five people out there who already know what's going to happen in this episode and they will be legally bound to not tell any of us. The rest of us can just suffer for a week. <laughs> can you imagine how hard it's going to be on them to just sit there and not I say? can't imagine. <laughs> I, I thought about that because, you know, I, I entered a few times and clearly I did not win. Uh, but I thought about that. I was like, you know, how do you keep that in? That's so much pressure. Especially right. when there's something big that happens, and you're just like, I'm one of only four people, one of only five people who know this, and I don't know those people, so I don't really want to talk about it with them. <laughs> so, you know, a week is a long time. I probably just have to, like, shut off my phone. Yeah. Like you said, you know, it was so good. There's, you know, all you can do is just sit here and say, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a little tricky. Uh, I want to mention that um, starting tomorrow, we're going to be uh, running a contest. What um, USAopoly has created um, some supernatural board games, Supernatural Clue and Supernatural Ouija board. And they're giving us four sets of the games. So we're run, we're starting a contest tomorrow, and it'll run through um, 10 p.m. on November the 11th. So we'll, the winners will be picked after the episode airs, the 200th episode airs on the East Coast on November the 11th, and four winners will um, get both games. You know, the four people will get both games. There's eight games total. <laughs> it's hard to explain. <laughs> <what I'm trying. laughs> there will be four winners. Each winner will get both games. There you go. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Here for you. It's so uh, we also still yeah, we also still have um our T shirt for sale on on Teespring. Um I have two days, well today and one more day left. Yep, yep. So if you wanna get the shirt that Jensen Ackles wore while live tweeting the episode that he directed. Uh Go get it. The link is on our Twitter and on our Facebook page at teespring.com backslash Winchester Bros 2. No spaces. Mm-hmm. And we still have um, a few items that are going to be uh, continuing for auction uh, for Team Levi. 
uh, the deadline is the 8th? Ninth. Ninth? Ninth. Ninth, okay. Um, so, uh, reminding, periodically tweeting those links and reminding you guys. So, get some really cool stuff that's been signed by Jensen and or Jared, depending on what the item is. Um, and I think I think that's it. I think so too. I think we've got everything covered. No new episode this week because um, tomorrow is election day, so they're re-airing the Supernatural retrospective tomorrow night. So if you haven't seen it or if you just want to watch it again, tune in tomorrow night for that. And then the next new episode is November the 11th, which is the 200th episode. Which, you know, when we draw, we'll probably have a lot to talk about with that episode. Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, we will talk to you all. Uh, then. And, well, yeah, thank, thanks everybody for listening, and we're going to let the guys play us out. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.